You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. If uh, your child or grandchild was blessed by VBS, I just want to encourage you to write a little note to Michael. Uh, he, he, is, he pours almost the entire year into planning the BBS, and he puts so much heart and soul and sweat and tears <laughs> into uh, forming this. So we're going to, since he's not here, we're going to thank him next week um, with just a little special gift to say thank you. Um, I couldn't help but just feel the joy in the room when your kids were on stage. And I have to confess something. I broke the moment of worship, and I looked at (laughs) y'all. And I don't think there was a single person that didn't have a smile on their face. Why did you have a smile on your face? Well, number one, they're your child. So it doesn't mean, it doesn't matter what they're doing other than, you know, disobeying. (laughs) But it doesn't matter what they're doing. They bring joy to you. Number two, they didn't do it perfectly. You weren't sitting there and say, oh, she missed that move. (laughs) Shoot. Man, she's jumping like crazy. I need to get her down off the stage, right? Or with my daughter, she didn't want to do it right away. So I could have said, no, you're not going back up. You're going to distract. But she then felt comfortable to come up. Guys, joy filled this room. And when you come to the Father and you worship him, you may not sing on tune, You may not know the words. Your life may be a little jacked up right now. You may have had the worst week. And you may be making mistakes in God's presence. But guess what? His joy is over you. He floods with the smile of heaven on his children. And so when we come together and worship, just like we did Friday night at Vic and Veronica's house for a night of worship around the fire, God delights in his children, period. Period. I want to just talk a little bit, obviously, about God's grace and his love. And children, kids, we're actually going to take communion in a little bit. And if you can understand... What Pastor Phil is saying, and you can understand what Michael said, um, I would encourage you parents to guide them through communion together. We're going to take, we're going to pass out the elements in just a minute. Uh, Worship team um, is going to come up in just a few minutes and lead us in a time. But I want to focus back, uh, I know Greg mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but we all know about the tornado that happened in Goshen. And, um, you know, It was destructive. It could have been worse, so we thank God no one was killed. Not everything was flattened, but it was pretty destructive. There was disaster everywhere. There was debris in places debris never should have been, right? Trees falling on houses. The fire department caving in. Some houses completely wrecked. And it was devastating. One good thing out of this was the town showed up. 
surrounding churches in Goshen area, including our church. We, don't, uh, we collected items. We donated them to either the Red Cross or Matthew 25 Ministries. I was still out, but I still contacted local churches and tried to see what we could do. Um, I know several other people reached out to the Red Cross. We got turned away because they had more help <laughs> than they could organize and deal with. That's incredible. That shows the... Uh, the spirit and the passion of the town. And um, cleanup started the day after. And um, many of you were without electricity for over 24 hours. Um, and uh, the cleanup started to happen. And uh, just this last week, I would drive 20, by 28, you know, by Kroger, and then um, by McDonald's and UDF there. And here's a picture of all of the disaster and all of the debris and everything, all the limbs that came down and brought destruction have been all gathered into one place. Machines did not bring this wood there. It was people collecting every individual piece. People working day and night, chainsaws, cutting the pieces into manageable size pieces to carry and then put in a truck. Then the truck would go and then pile it. And then they had an excavator on top, literally piling it. Now they're just chipping it, chipping it. That whole pile probably in a couple weeks is going to be all chipped down to nothing and then spread out to bring nurture to this earth. You can't tell me there isn't spiritual meaning there, friends. The gospel message is tucked right so neatly into this picture. Kids, in Genesis 1, we see Adam and Eve, and we learn that Adam and Eve bought into a lie. Can you say a lie? A lie. And there's someone that is called in the Bible the father of lies, Satan himself. So Adam and Eve believed this one lie that they could do better than God. That's it. Friends, we still live that lie today. We have a decision to make in life. Either I'm God of my life or God, the only God, is God of my life. But truth, absolute truth, especially in a culture that says there is no truth anymore, it's what you want to make it. No, there's absolute truth, and it's found in God's Word. It doesn't change. It doesn't adapt. It doesn't get diluted or candy-coated. I mean, it can. We try to, right? But the Bible says that there is only one God overall, and I'm not it, and neither are you. But we believe a lie that we can be God of our lives. What happens when we believe that lie, and Adam and Eve believed that lie, a spiritual tornado came through this earth. And instead of God's perfection and purity, righteousness and unity in relationship, this tornado was called sin nature. And it destroys everything in its path. And it leaves all of humanity with broken homes, broken lives, disaster, 
James 3 says, every vile practice follows the sinful nature. The sinful nature leaves us hostile, angry, rebellious to God. And we have debris and brokenness all over our lives. We experience sickness, which is debris from the storm of sin. We have broken relationships. We have strife. We have unresolved conflict. We have unforgiveness. We have hatred and violence and war and racism, bitterness, selfishness, jealousy, gossip, division. is a result of the tornado that came because man believed a lie. But here's the beautiful thing. That God so loved us that he gave his son to die on our cross to collect every single sin in your life and to bring it into the pile at Calvary, at the cross, all of it, And to burn it down, to chip it down to where he, the Bible says, remembers your sin no more. Does that mean that God forgets? No, he doesn't forget. He chooses not to ever look at your sin again because he sees his son's blood that was poured out for you and me. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, That's how far God's removed our transgressions. Let's look at, real quick, Psalms 103. I'm almost done, kids, but follow me. And kids, if you can read this, can you read it with me? Kids, ready? He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Tough word there, I know. Keep going, kids. And adults, you can join me. For as high as the heavens are above the earth... So great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has God removed our transgressions from us. The disaster of sin in our lives. You have it. You see it. Some of you are struggling with dealing with the disaster itself. We have debris that has muddied our lives brokenness that we just can't wrap our minds around. And God just wants us to take all of the results of sin in our lives and pile it up as high as we can just to remind us that as high as our sin would pile up, so is the steadfast love greater and higher than any sin. I love this script or this this quote from this hymn called His Mercies Are More. Can we show that slide? It's the last one. Our sins are many, just like that pile. I mean, it has to be at least 25 to 30 feet high. Our sins are many. Adults, could you read that with me? Come on, let's do it loud so we're together here. Our sins are many, but his Our sins are great. We are weak, but he power. And as we focus on the communion elements today, kids, I want you to understand what Jesus has done for you. Adults who have been Christians for 30 plus years, 
I want you to understand what Jesus has done for you. Isaiah 53 talks about the disaster, the damage, and the debris that the tornado of sin has done in our lives. And Isaiah talks about what God does with that disaster, destruction, and debris. It says, surely Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. It's a picture of him collecting every broken piece in your home, in your temple, in your life. Just imagine him on cleanup duty. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, like he's done something wrong. But we know that he was sinless and he was the son of God. But he was pierced. Say pierced. He was pierced for our transgressions. And he was, say that again, he was crushed for our iniquities. That means our sinful nature. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are With his wounds, we are healed. Now, I'm not going to get into a dissertation on this because I do believe that healed means many things. In Christ's death and sacrifice, we are made whole physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I still don't know how it all works, and I don't know if I ever will fully understand how healing works, but it's him that does it. But one of the Hebrew definitions from this word, healed, actually means saved. Saved. Salvation. I'm not saying that this doesn't mean that healing can't happen in our lives. What I'm saying is he was crushed for our sin, and by his wounds, we are saved from death. We are saved from the penalty of our sin. That's powerful. Band, would you come up? And just in a moment when they start worship, we're going to pass out the elements. And when you get the elements, help your child. But if you guys could just open up the cellophane of the bread in the cup, but don't take it. We're going to take it together. But these cups are so hard to open. And so you may need about 15 minutes to open it. So uh, we've tried different brands and they're all the same. (laughs) And the wafers don't taste good, but that's okay. (laughs) Jesus' death shouldn't taste good in our mouths. And so I just want us to take a moment. Kids, could you just bow your heads? I know I'm not Michael, and I know I don't guide you like him because he is so, he's just so good at what he does. And adults, I want you to bow your heads. And I just want you to take a scan of your life. Just like as we drive through Goshen and we just scan through, my family would drive through the streets and just look at the damage and the debris and the disaster and the destruction caused by a really strong tornado. I want you to just ask the Lord to show you any destruction and damage in your life through the tornado of sin 
It may not be sin that you have done in your life, but you are stained with the sin nature, the sin nature of man. We're fallen. We're separated from God. We're called children of disobedience, children of wrath. But when we accept and acknowledge our sin before God, and we believe that Jesus' death on the cross was more than enough to remove our sin as far as the east is from the west, something happens. And then we allow God to just one by one, by one, by one, by one, address the things in our life that are causing damage. Address things in our life that are causing damage to other people. Address things in our life that are just debris, debris, scattered, loss, grief, addiction, broken relationships, anger. You fill in the blank. And Jesus wants to do a cleanup today in your life. And here's the thing. You don't have to lift a muscle. You don't have to pick it up. You don't have to even touch it. You just have to say, Jesus, take it. It's yours. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Make me new. So as the elements are passed out, once you've opened them, just reflect. Get your heart right. And then I'll come back up and lead us in a moment. As you take the bread, parents, it's okay to rally your kids together. And whatever you need to tell them to help them understand, go ahead and do it. You can do it. You can do it. The bread. See, in the illustration of Goshen and all the debris and all the trees stacked high, in order for God to restore us and restore our brokenness because of sin, he had to send a spotless, sinless sacrifice, which was his son, Jesus. And what Jesus had to do is he had to walk our road in the midst of the tornado of sin. And he never once sinned. And he was broken so that our brokenness could be restored. And so as we take this bread, whatever debris, whatever damage, whatever destruction, whatever disaster is in your life because of your sin or the sinful nature, know that now because we've received the blood of Jesus, we are washed white as snow. Let's take the bread together. Bible says without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sin that is the good news today that because Jesus died and shed his blood for you your sins can be many but God's grace covers it all it's amazing so as we take this cup may we just say in our hearts God cleanse us make us new let's take and then let's stand and worship.
join us. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.